More than meets the eye 50. Let's fucking do it. This will be a good time for everybody. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Uh-huh. We're going to have such such enjoyable times reading this. Right. Because nothing bad happens. Look no. at the cover. We got all of our friends here. Yeah. Megatron looks like he might have stepped in something. That's a hilarious situation. <laughs> I can't even wait to find out what that is. Yeah, uh-huh. it's going to be lighthearted. Um, Look at all, all just... these, these goofy kids. Yeah. There's a lot of jets just flying all over the place. They kind of look like fireworks. That's probably something celebratory. Yeah, I can't imagine anything bad happening there. Uh, what? I I will ask a question in all seriousness now. Uh, what's up with like the craggy face cliff having faces in it? Do we yeah. know who those faces are? Uh, they should look familiar, yeah. Some of them uh, at least, yeah. That sure. one on top, that one right like where Ultra Magnus is. You've for sure seen that guy before. Okay. I believe you. Yeah. Uh, also, there's something in the background there. Can't really tell what that is. I'm sure it's not relevant. Just no. a stylistic touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and dig into this. Let's hop right into this party. Uh, 50 issues, everybody. We gosh darn done gone did it. We did it. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here with you and with everybody listening and uh, talk about this issue. Exactly. So we have the, the story so far here. Which is just a lot of incomplete sentences <laughs> referring to previous events in the story. A lot of items. It's Do we a really want great to list. try and decipher each one? We can if you would like to. I tell you what, let's let's make this my final exam. I'll <gasps> go through. I'll see if I can do it, and when I can't, I'll just call out to you. Okay. Uh, a schism. Obviously, we remember Bumblebee and Rodimus being like, hey, let's do different things. Uh, we're, I'm, I'm going to take this half of the Matrix that Optimus gave us. You take that half. Um, an accident. We remember the lost light blowing up. Of course. A spark eater. Not sure what that is. Uh, <laughs> a virus. Is that referring to now, this? this? Yeah, is... go ahead. Well, I mean, because that's kind of what I was going to say, um, just even at the start of this, some of these even, like, gave me pause. Like, you have to kind of wonder, even, like, the very first one, a schism, it's, I absolutely agree with what you say, but then it's also like, well, is it Optimus himself? Like, is it? Sure. So some of these are a little vague, but um, a virus... Is that the scraplets that we shrunk down and went inside Ultra Magnus for in the annual, or was that later? I think so. Oh, man. See, now I'm just going to look like a jerk, because I'm like, I don't fucking know. Uh, Which one was the hostage situation? I don't remember that. No, you do remember that. That's when, um, that's with uh, Fort Max, and he took, and yeah, he got into Rung's office. Um, So the virus, no, 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 no. oh my gosh, duh, the virus is Delphi. Jeez. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, everybody. Sure. <laughs> Brought it back. Uh, nailed it. Uh, <laughs> so we're, we're, we're five for five so far. Yeah. Um, an interlude. Yeah. That might have been the annual? That might have. I'm like trying to think. Oh, I think that might be when we meet the scavengers. I think that might oh, be referring okay. to the scavengers. You're right. That makes sense. Uh, a calling. Which would be... This is tough. This I know. Is... I should have, I like, studied. prepped for this. 
it's like it's hard times. to go back so far and like be and trying to remember exactly what happens at what times um no no no, no. okay a calling is maybe in maybe the interlude is either the scavengers or shadow play i think that might be the shadow play one but see this is where like even going through this, this list is a little this is hard such compelling are... radio uh <laughs> Maybe we just cut all of this. Um, uh, I think the a interlude... spotlighter too. Obviously, I wouldn't know. Right. So those are those. yes, because there are some spotlights that happen that are peppered throughout these comics. Um, the story is that must be shadow play. Yeah, that sounds right. When they were trying to jog Rung back into yeah being a guy again. Yeah, <laughs> give a him a mix online. up. These are so a mix up. She gets mixed up on this ship all the time. I know. Uh, I think a mix-up might be Chrome Dome. Oh, wait. No, I don't. Yeah. Uh, well, a night out we know is Hedonia. Of course. A mistake has to be, uh, what's his name? That's Chrome Dome, kind of. Well, I think a, a death is Rewind, right? I'm guessing, yeah. A funeral. Did Rewind have a funeral? Yeah. The others, the the people, yes, the people who died. Yeah, a lot attack. of the, yeah, yes. who got killed by Overlord, right? Yes, yes. Um, I think the, a mistake is Overlord. Um, I thought the mistake, I mean, obviously, yes, he overall is a mistake. I thought it was Chrome Dome letting, the fact that Chrome Dome going into his mind, he allowed Overlord to get power sure. over him. So in that my mind, sense. that is the mistake. But obviously, Drift also made a mistake, even letting it, or Rod made the mistake, even letting it happen, yeah. Uh, a lost moon of course moon one a diversion a sure <laughs> yes of I, course. I have to that's imagine that dark cybertron yeah because after that we have a trial which is the trial of megatron yes an exodus which is megatron getting shipped out on the lost light another lost light which yes. is the parallel universe lost light yes a loss or which alternate yeah but yes right right yeah um and we see an alternate universe here uh a race against time right because the alternate universe of course is what happened right the quantum engine stuff right the fact that the briefcase got used at all built our alternate universe that rewind was seeing that we the readers have also right seen. Uh, a race against time, I have to imagine, is just like elegant chaos in general. Yeah. An alliance. I think that is. I'm guessing that's Tarn going to uh, Deathsaurus. Okay, sure. yeah, that makes sense. I, I I was thinking it was a DJD thing, but I didn't quite remember what was up with those guys. Um, a farewell. I'm guessing that's Ratchet taking off. That makes sense. A reunion. Uh, (laughs) what maybe when when oh uh with thunderclash and his ship maybe oh that's better than what i was gonna say which was combiner wars which was like going back to cybertron um but yeah i think you're right that thunderclash coming back is exactly what it is a sitcom we know that of course swerth uh an epiphany which would be i got nothing on that one unless that is maybe that uh there was a double agent but like i remember that not being a big deal right they kind of just let that go i mean brainstorm was like yeah i mean whatever the epiphany must be maybe that was the stuff where well no because that would have been covered back when thunderclash came back as well but i was thinking that was the knights of cybertron stuff where everybody like figures out wait a minute this is all leading us somewhere and rod and thunderclash are both having visions right well and i'm wondering if it's um give me a sec um if it's oh when they go to the um the necrobot oh that makes sense. right 
Yeah, I'll take that. Because uh, then another there's another interlude. interlude, which would be the scavengers again. Right. Okay. Uh, a betrayal. Which would be... What just happened in More Than Meets the Eye? You know what happened. Uh, Get not away. really. Get away. Oh, Get yeah. Away. All right. Yeah. And then a resignation. You just read this issue. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm bad at Transformers. I, clearly, I still suck at Transformers. I guess we're not, yeah, I guess it's going to ring true. <laughs> uh, and a resignation, which we all remember. Yes. So, uh, now, <laughs> now that we've taken 20 minutes to try to remember where we are and what our names are. Uh, let's let's crack into this groovy, like, beach episode. Yeah. Yeah. The the bathhouse episode. <laughs> Which I think is, if we take a moment, even to think about that, we did have one of those with Hedonia, and it still ended up being, oh yeah a, a, you know, like stab in the heart. <laughs> so just, you know, not, why would anything nice ever happen? But yeah, let's go. Beach episode. Yeah, we open, as all beach episodes do, with a beloved character in the process of speaking her last words. Okay, so yes, we open up, even this first panel, we can see we are on Earth, and it's like, hey, that's Thundercrack's house. That's where we live. We know that place. Uh, There's TC's house, and so there's the ship outside where Optimus and Jetfire are getting a transmission. And Uh, yeah, it's our darling, beautiful Nautica. Um saying she is she's she's trying to think of her last words she's trying to think of a quote like but it opens fading fast yeah with her saying last words uh i don't which immediately sets the tone here yeah this beach episode uh, there's a storm coming in uh it's a horror movie surprise yeah um, um and and we can see that half of her face is shorn off. Yeah, she like turns to the camera because she's trying to think of some sort of quote. Because of course she's she's a she's a well-read uh, bot. She's very intelligent, so she's kind of. But she's telling the camera she's blanking. She can't think of anything profound to say. She can't think of any quotes to give. Um, and we see, like I said, Jetfire and Optimus are watching, and which is immediately weird. Like immediately, you're like, okay, first of all, why is she saying this? Why right. are they watching this? What what's happening? And then yeah, she turns to the camera and half of her face is gone. Um, uh, and we have Chrome Dome here. Well, sorry, saying... I'm gonna keep interrupting you because no, yeah, huge jerk. I do just also want to say, um, when she starts saying, as soon as she says, I'd like to be buried on Kaminos in the shadow of the fourth and central Athenium, which is an important thing to note. Yeah, she's saying last words this is where she wants to be buried. As soon as she said that, I just burst into tears. Like that's where I started crying in this issue oh, the first boy. time I read it. And I remember texting you <laughs> at like three oh five AM being like, I'm already sobbing and you were like, Oh, it's that bad is it (laughs) i was like i'm going (laughs) that sounds like me (laughs) so yeah now you know there you go Uh, i I care very much about these robots so so that's what panel four yeah i didn't make it far (laughs) so yes then we go to chrome dome who uh, continues to make me cry the first time i read this says the first time we've died together referring to rewind yeah um boy heartbreaking and he's yeah just saying like they want to be they want an intermutual funeral i just yeah like uh because then of course we go to rewind he's he's giving a last kind of note to dominus if dominus should ever find out about this like he never stopped looking and he's envious that at least dominus will know that rewind died rewind never got to know if dominus died 
Um, oh boy, it's ugh. it's really like James just sat down and said, "What's the saddest stuff I could put in here?" <laughs> he probably did. I bet that's part of his writing process. Um, well, and I don't know. It's it's a mix of things of why I think this made me so emotional right away. Because not only do I love all of these characters, obviously, so much, um, but yeah, when you've been through this kind of stuff, when you've had to deal with people, you know, like when you've had to deal with last words and like last sure wishes and things i don't know it obviously that stuff sticks with you and it's it just kind of at least for me it's something that's always going to be there and then it's like oh hey guess what you get to read about look, look at these robots you like so much guess what they're Tremendous. talking about they're all gonna <laughs> die you know your source of comfort and fun every <laughs> month well well we're taking things in a different direction this time. Um, but I do like Optimus's look here and he's he's watching this and obviously, like, if you're getting this transmission, he's he's asking who else knows about this because this is and he looks very stern and serious. because um, he's and, a he's a man yeah. who needs business. Well, these and are, these are people he These knows. are his people, yeah. Uh and speaking of who else knows about this, we can see jumping ahead just a little bit, Scoop and Starscream are watching this, Fort Max and Red Alert are watching this. Uh, and so we, we were on Metroplex here, uh, and it's Nightbeat speaking, um, giving us some solid information saying that it's six hours and 14 minutes till his death. Yes. Uh, so at least he can prepare, which is a note to the fact that he has died before. Yeah. We picked him up from the death universe once. Yeah. Yeah. So this time at least he can be ready, which is heartbreaking. Um, but yes, six hours and Scoop, 14 minutes. Right. Scoop points out that Starscream is genuinely scared by uh, all of this. Starscream. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Starscream says, look at them. Look at their eyes. That's what fear looks like. And Scoop's like, yeah, I know. I'm seeing it right now. And you're like, oh my God, you too. Stop. Uh, yeah, we don't we don't usually see Starscream anything yeah. but either angry or confident. It's right and it's always always really really compelling to see genuine emotion coming from starscream so the fact that yes that him watching autobots even or you know cybertronians but like the fact that they're autobots kind of you know giving their last wishes is and that it's very frightening to him it says something at least to me i it mean does. it's it's brutal because they're all saying their last sort of goodbyes but the thing that's everyone's doing is they're saying how they Right. want to be prepared when they die and right. that is that's horrifying oh yeah it's, uh, yeah Heavy yeah nightbeat right wants that. a neoprimalist ceremony um we cut to fort max and red alert and red alert is dissecting this the way that nightbeat would to try and figure out what's going on here and he's saying like there's the shadow of a gun pointing at nightbeat's head and we both recognize the shape of it talking to fort max there yeah uh so that seems conspicuous yes and of course, um, yes, Red Alert has always been very neurotic. He's very... Right. Well, very into the, the conspiracy. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, and then, of course, we see... Now we have the next person on screen, and it's Magnus outside of his armor. He's Minimus Ambus. Um, but uh, he's saying... And he's just saying... He's lamenting the fact that, like, like he sounds regretful. Like, he, he could have avoided this, but he let himself get too comfortable. He had too much fun, and he finally is able to say the word fun, uh, which he couldn't do when they all went to Hedonia. Um, but he uh. says he wants to be buried on Luna 1 next to the hotspot, and he wants to be buried in his armor. And, yeah, just go ahead and stab me. Yeah, and then that's... stab me again in this next uh. panel. 
Yep, it's just Whirl, and he's not even looking at the camera, and he just says, no funeral. Ugh, Whirl. Yep, that's, uh, that's, whew, yeah. huh. And so, I, I, yeah, I was like, oh, poor Greg. <laughs> I'm reading this, I was just like, oh my gosh, this just <laughs> immediately. You knew it was going to be heavy to talk about, but also, yeah, just to have to go back and reread this, have to. I mean, obviously, it's really they're still brilliant comics it's just it's a bit harder to read than some of the other ones um but it's also very very just crucial and very interesting to talk about because of things like this next panel where we have rung giving his last wishes where he says if he dies in his alt mode he wants to be disassembled just in case and whatever it takes just put him beyond use which is fucking huge it means rung knows what he's used for or has and that some it, idea. Right. Rung knows what he is and that it is a thing he does not want anyone to have access that to. He doesn't want anyone having access to. He wants to be completely taken apart if he dies uh, in his own mode. Which, again, humongous. Yes, that is a very, very big thing. Because that is... Rung has been the biggest question mark through all of this. Yes. Rung uh, is the one that, like, throughout the course of More Than Meets the Eye, <laughs> and we've talked before about my, like suspect lists and you know back in the days of even you know when red alert was taken offline it's like who did it i don't think he did it um but you know and after a point everybody kind of clears their own names and but rung never has rung has never come out of the shadow yes he's only ever been validated by being a nice guy who seems (laughs) to help everybody right like Uh, and you still believe and i still do believe that rung is a good person but there's still such a huge mystery around him that that is where it's like, well, that's never, that that mystique will never go away and the suspicion will never go away until we know right. everything that he knows. Uh, to, to parallel it, it, it reminds me of the way Lion is treated on Steven Universe that like, yeah. there's this thing that up until two episodes ago. Uh, we had absolutely no clues for yes. and was very clearly like a huge, yeah, important like a huge thing, thing that means something. And they were just totally content to be like, well, yeah, this is a character and it's yeah. great. And we know it's a thing, but we're not going to tell you until we tell you. Yes. Uh, we're that's like, very like, much how Rung is treated. That like, right. <laughs> right now, Rung is just Rung. Yeah. He's this huge mystery, but, like, we're not going to dwell on it. We're just, yeah, he's just here. He's just hanging out. But we all know there's something with Ron. Yes. And it's huge. Uh, uh, and so we we see the Weakanthropic Principal is also watching this, all of the scavengers. Yes. Um, and they're watching it just <laughs> like they're watching TV. Yeah. Uh, we see Grimlock looks very cute there. Oh, my goodness. He's, like, curled up. <laughs> he's all, yeah. Next to the couch. Oh, my goodness. So adorable. Um, well, and Misfire kind of uh, echoes what we were just saying. Um, he says, you know, put me beyond use. That's a bit dark, isn't it? Uh, right. Which, yeah, it is. Um, so he's the one picking up on, hey, wow, that sounds intense. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Croc agrees that it's very unsettling. Please pass, pass the Energon goodies. Um, so yeah, it's like a little bit of a movie here. Um, uh, we uh, see, we go down to Cybertron. Bad. We see RC watching Velocity talk. Uh, Windblade. Some, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Wow, wow, that was a weird mix up. That's okay. Um, I know, Greg. They're all women. They all look the exact same to you, don't they? Whatever. They barely (laughs) even matter, right? Uh, There's some no-name bot in the background there. Uh, (laughs) And 
The, uh, this one's crushing. I was going to say, right, we keep giggling at this panel that's super heartbreaking. Right. But yeah, uh, it's Velocity. Yeah, Velocity's saying, like, nope, I don't regret any of this. Uh, and... Right, she's saying, like, because of course, if we'll take a second to think about back on Velocity, it was that she, you know, Caminus is this very um, artistic kind of world, and her choosing right. medicine was kind of like a weird thing to do. It was her yeah, going it was frowned upon. The... Yeah. Um, but she stands by, she would have done it anyway. She would have joined up with Thunderclash anyway. She would have joined up with the, with the Lost Light anyway. And she wants her spark chamber to say no regrets which i'm like fuck yeah lottie i love it and then of course (laughs) and yeah we have windblade and wheeljack watching this and windblade's even kind of like reaching out for the hologram of velocity and it's very sad uh and velocity says that she wants to any parts that still work to be recycled Uh, she wants someone Uh, else to have them yes a gem she's like optimus Optimus says, uh, contact the Lost Light. Jetfire says, there's no response. They're not responding. Optimus says, those are two different things. Um, and he's trying to, like, reach out and be like, we need to get there as soon as possible. Yeah, like, we'll get up the space bridge. We got to get to them. We'll yeah. get up to the quantum engine. It's like, we can still save them. And Jetfire's uh, hard, like, no, we can't. He's like, yeah. Because, uh, and Optimus, they, of course, is like right. Nightbeat just said, they have hours left they have six hours and jetfire then lets us all know yeah in the message we just got he said that 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 message was sent three weeks ago which uh, uh so we can only assume everybody's already dead everybody's already dead that is literally the only thing i mean well that was a good episode <laughs> we'll see you guys next week with more than the eye uh and yeah, we'll just and whoever's left, that's what'll happen. <laughs> Two weeks from now, with with another issue of the Scavengers, <laughs> they're taking over now. They are the stars of the show. They're the captain. Finally, now, now it's Scavengers time. <laughs> um, Grimlock is we... king. <laughs> <laughs> Him king. Uh, we we cut back to three weeks ago. And the planet Malarium. Miliarium. Right. Uh, uh, and... I love this. Like, just to... Okay, so yeah, we cut back three weeks ago. There's... On this planet, there's this huge battle going on. Uh, right up front, it's this beautiful, of course, two-page spread. And um, we can see right up front, we have Ultra Magnus, full armor, with Thunderclash. Yay! Up and about. Um, and they're both looking great. Right. It's it's a full-on classic Transformers ass-kicking scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're We're fighting. beating the shit out of some rust giants. Yeah. And everybody looks good. We can see just more bots behind them. These two yeah. handsome, handsome boys right up front. We got Rod off to the side here. And we can see they, they're they in communication with somebody who's kind of running, uh, like, uh, what, what what would you call that? Who's kind of... Uh, uh, strategist. Yeah. With uh, a strategist who's off the field, who isn't there. Um, and I love it because immediately, you know, he's telling them, Magnus, Thunderclash, you guys break up. You guys together is giving the Giants too much of a target. And they're just like, yeah, okay, cool, on it. And, like, he's telling Rod what to do. And um, and they're just going with it. Rod's like, okay, yeah, on it. Like, everybody's just responding to these directions that they're being given and of course they're being given by megatron optimus prime i mean optimus prime himself (laughs) um uh no yeah megatron is giving out these orders he says world there's a rust giant at three o'clock we're always like hey come on clocks don't do that uh (laughs) it's pretty good um but even the fact that world's just 
Yeah. Like they're just, Yeah, they're we're 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 all just accepting this. Yeah, it's this really like I don't know I yeah, if it's just me reading too much into everything as I tend to do, but <laughs> to me this I don't know, it speaks a lot because Megatron's running this battle for them and everybody's just accepting of it and they're respecting and they are trusting him and I really love it. To me this says a lot. Even though they um, don't like they don't, you know, it doesn't linger. They don't linger on it. They don't make a right. huge deal of it. And they, I, I would just like to point out that Megatron is encouraging World to go off of Cyclonus. Just pointing that out. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, no, you're totally and, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we, we go off and there's a, a giant rust giant yes. that is about to attack Rod. Right. Because Rod's kind of like radioing back to Megatron. He's like, you you know you want to be down here with us, which is cute. Like you guys, right? You guys are adorable. now. We remember why Megatron wouldn't be down here. He took a vow yes. of pacifism. They remind us, yes, um, that was what he uh, decided, and so, so that's why running he's not out there. running strategist is kind of a cool position there. Yeah. Um. So yes, there's the giant, giant Ross giant. Um. And don't worry, we got somebody who can handle that. <laughs> Uh, I love that he's got like full on Jack Kirby hand here. Um, he's, he's reaching out toward the screen. I love it. Uh, we got good old tailgate jumping in the air and punching this guy. Lest we forget that tailgate empowered by the power of love is basically a superhero now. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's pretty much a superhero. He's got superpowers. I do love, he even shouts out out of the way, Rodimus, I got this. And he's like (laughs) flying through the air, which makes me hope someone threw him like someone larger was like tailgate go and they like launched him into the air because just because he's stronger doesn't mean like we know that he's stronger we don't know if he can like super jump sure so that's why i imagine maybe somebody threw him uh i i love it i'm always for people throwing other people i mean i do always like that with yeah yeah like on teams when you have to yeah you have to combine your powers this guy can fly this guy can't great pick him up (laughs) carry him over there uh, and then we and see so, the, the the civilians, the the, right, the residents of this planet celebrating. <laughs> and Rod, I love this because Megatron is radioing to them and um, he's letting them know the giants have left. Uh, the power station that he was kind of having Rod make sure like, and that was an interesting point that I do want to hop back to really quickly. When he was um, talking to Rod, he said, like, there's a power station guard it make sure the giants can't get to it and rod's like what what would they want with it and megatron's like trust me i know if you, if you don't see another way out you're gonna blow the power station and take as many people as you can with you so you know just saying some of us yeah. have been there before <laughs> i'm He's like a... yeah he knows this ain't his first rodeo <laughs> so rod yes megatron saying the power station's fine the giants have left and um I, Rod's little word bubble here. He says, forget the details and feel the love. And love is written in a pink script like <laughs> font. It's beautiful. It's so cute. It looks downright floral. Uh, <laughs> and, and the news is already covering this saying Autobots liberate malarium. Malarium. Well, and that's what I actually noticed. I think it's spelled wrong. It's that. spelled different there than, yeah. Than all the other places. There are two L's instead of an L and an I. Oh, well. But yeah, miliarium, I think is what it's um, supposed to be. And, and Megatron is like, you know, we should focus on helping mechanized beings. Yeah. And Rod is like, let's just focus on helping people. Yeah. Uh, oh, Roddy, you're a good boy. Because yeah, Megatron didn't know that these creatures were organic. And he kind right. of... He doesn't lash out but he does bring up the fact like oh i didn't know we were helping organics 
Because Megatron would rather focus on right mechanized um, brothers. Yes. Uh, and uh, and then <laughs> the best pretty thing good happens. Uh, I love it. Easily the most upbeat thing in the entire <laughs> issue. No kidding. Uh, yeah, Rod is saying, yeah, who cares? We're, life is life. We're here to help people. Um, and uh, and then he says to Megatron, like, how would you like to give the order just once? I bet it would cheer you up. And then he, uh, I do love, he says, go on, say it. You know you want to. Which is just, <laughs> again, they're so damn cute. And Megatron's, like, bashful almost. Yeah, it's so cute. Uh, he's like, all right, well, Autobots roll out. And uh, we get the classic scene of everybody in vehicle mode. It's so good. It makes me so happy. I love it. Um, yeah, everybody looks great. We have the flyers flying out. The rollers rolling out. Everybody I just want to point out, they ain't all Autobots, dog. It's true. But I'm sure Cyclonus is fine. Cyclonus is a good boy. <laughs> Cyclonus is he a good He knows that boy. it's... I'm sure he would be like, Ugh, Megatron's just having fun. I'm fine with it. <laughs> Uh, and so it's, we, we cut to the Lost Light later. Uh, Megatron <laughs> is teaching a history class. Oh my god, there are so many things. That's why this issue... <laughs> Told you, happy, upbeat, good time issue. <laughs> it really, there are so many parts of it that are so good, and it's all interspaced so well, the, like, the really great things and the really like devastating Horrifying. things. Horrifying. Um, I, I pulled up an old tweet of mine from when the night that this issue came out that just says... In true more than meets the eye quantum f- fashion, issue fifty both killed me and gave me life. Uh, I got more life than I lost, so that's why I'm still alive. <laughs> but I just—it still rings true. Like that's uh, what sure. you can take away from this issue. It's going to do both because that's how it happens when you have a quantum ship—a ship that uh, can do both things. And in this class, we can see a good good number of bots we recognize. There's Brainstorm and Nautica. Uh, Skids is back there. Yeah. Can you name work? Yeah, I can name them all. I just don't want to. <laughs> uh, there's Thunderclash. Uh, He's sitting is next that to you. A Hound it, next to him? Yeah, good job. I'm impressed. Good job, me. Uh, I don't know that yellow bot, but I recognize um, Riptide there. Yeah. Uh, and then on the right, I don't recognize that guy all the way in the back. Mm-hmm. Do you know the boys in front of him? I know Perceptor and who is that next to him? Crosscut crosscut yeah i wouldn't have gotten that that's okay uh, yeah some of these the ones that you're missing i'm like yeah that's okay that's yeah they they don't come up a lot uh, okay. and then there's minimus and nightbeat there as well yeah so the ones you missed um that's grapple there in the back in the okay. like golden color and then that's gotcha. zarin in the front he was like on the trial for brain oh right right the lawyer guy right? yeah 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 okay i remember him now um Yes, and so everybody, very few people actually passed the assignment that Megatron gave out, which was about right. sort of pre-functionist culture and folklore, so that we could have context when the Knights of Cybertron, we actually meet them. Yes, he says that Hound got it right, um, or like that he did a good job establishing, like getting why Megatron was teaching Right, this, assigning which- yeah, and we've they they've mentioned before that Megatron teaches classes, um, that people attend Megatron's courses, and you know some people have you know are obviously open to it, and others were kind of weirded out by that idea. But I do love that we're now seeing one of his classes, and um, of course, yeah, it's great. It's pretty good seeing Minimus up there, like leaning in teacher's oh. pet. <laughs> he totally is. God, you know that they're so cute. They're just insufferable sometimes i'm sure um but yeah i love so that's what what um 
the point of it is that Megatron brings up that if, like, they're looking for the Knights, but they don't actually know that much about the Knights of Cybertron. They just know that right. their plan was to go spread this, you know, this, like, utopia that they created across the universe. And he says, clearly, they failed because we, we don't... don't live in a peaceful universe. Yeah. Um, but if that's all they have to go off of, that's what he's trying to say is that he wants... He's having everybody look back so that they can get an idea of what people and just the culture was like back right when this idea yeah of the knights was formed so that they can have Uh, a better idea of the knights themselves and he says that he has a new clue regarding that and we see him present that symbol we see a lot which is sort of a gear with three circles pushing into it and a circle in the middle yes that's a great way to describe it yes um and as soon as he brings it up Skid speaks up and he's like, wait, that's what it said. Um, and of course, he's referring to when he went through that portal that um, Tyrest thought would take him to Cyber Utopia. Mm. Skids was able to go through and some being in there was trying to speak to him, but it was speaking in pictures. It was speaking in a, a means that he couldn't fully right. comprehend, but he knows that it said that symbol. Um and that's what he's trying to explain to everybody was that he could never hold it in his mind long enough to describe it. But he's sure that this is at least one of the things that the creature said to him. Uh, and Nautica says she's seen this, too. There was a museum exhibit and the curator said it was a heraldic symbol like a coat of arms. Um, and Thunderclass says he's seen it as well. Uh, that other symbols weren't prominent, but he's definitely seen this one. Right. And so it's. Right, like they, a number of bots are speaking up like, oh, this is familiar. We've seen this multiple places. And to what Nautica was saying, we know that she, because she brings up Trojan Major again, which mm. is, has been mentioned a few times at that at this point. That's where she got towards peace. And it was brought up in the Scavengers issue um, when they talk about the Decepticon antiquarian named Agonizer. Um, right. So we can guess that this heritage museum she went to is probably that same uh you know that same place it's yeah probably his establishment which is interesting uh, and makes you think are we gonna get more on trojan major eventually i would like to um and, and she leans into skids here and says to write the symbol down phonetically which i do like i love it because she's like passing him a little data pad it's very much like when you're <laughs> passing notes in class to your friends at least my friends and i if we were sitting next to each other we would just have a notebook out like we wouldn't do the whole like tear out your paper and pass it over it was no like i still have old notebooks with pages where you can just see my writing and then my friends is <laughs> writing and you can tell it was our conversation um very cute <laughs> that's how we would do it back in the day um but yes uh Perceptor says that he's talked to a member of the Circle of Light and that he believed the Knights organized themselves into clans, and this might be the symbol of one of those clans. Which is very Um, interesting. Right. And And he's saying, if that's the case, there could be more. Right. This could just be one of dozens of maps and symbols. Uh, And Nightbeat is like, great job. We did it. I hate doing that, but we did it. (laughs) I hate teamwork, but you know what? We did it this time. This time, teamwork paid off. And then Minimus is like, well, I mean, yeah, teamwork is great, but uh, focus and discipline came from our very handsome teacher named Megatron. Gotta give it up for uh, that guy. 
and Megatron is like trembling over uh, his desk. Yeah, he's like hunched over, gripping his desk, and yeah, shaking. Brainstorm thinks he's laughing. Nautica's like, no, I, I think he's upset. This is not. And he's like gripping his own head in this panel as Minimus is approaching him and asking if he's all right. And uh, oh, yeah, man. then he Megatron just punches the shit out of him. Yeah, he cold cocks Minimus right in the face, like he goes flying. And then this panel is hugely important. Like it is a massively important panel and a devastating thing that just happened. Um, just it's this big silent panel of the way Megatron is standing. And the punch he's just dealt, he's still got his arm out like he would when he had his fusion cannon on his arm. So it's a very telling pose. It's a pose we've seen Megatron in a lot prior to all of this. Uh, And Megatron manages to get it with himself. Right. He gets his senses again. He apologizes and he runs out of the room. Uh, So like all at once, again, quantum issue here. I'm like, oh, my God, Minimus, you're so little. You just got punched in the face. But also, oh, my God, Megatron, are you okay? Both of you. I'm very concerned about both of you. Um, So then we go to uh, Megatron's quarters and Velocity is there seeing him. Uh, and and she's going through his records saying that this was the first time he's ever missed an appointment. Um, and she says, are you off your medicine? And he says, it's not medicine, it's poison trying to weaken me. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. she points out that, like, if it weren't for that, that punch would have killed Minimus Ambus. Uh, which, ugh, yikes. Yeah, that's um, not good. No. And we can see, yeah, she's, like, holding the canister of, because, of course, yes, we've talked about Megatron and his fool's energon. We all know by now that that's what he's taking. That's what he has to imbibe while he's on the ship. Um, right. That's part of the condition of his, his being allowed here. to captain a ship yeah. after committing war crimes. Yes. Um and and she says, well, how long have you been taking it? And he says, about a year. Uh, and now we know how long it's been since he's been on. Yeah. Uh, she asks if there's side effects. And he's like, well, no one ever said there were side effects. Uh, and she said, well, I mean, it's a sedative, so it's going to ch- cause changes in mood. Uh, and it could change your entire personality. And he doesn't look happy about that no. because we know he has been under shadow play before. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, it's a very... Uh threatening idea it's a very upsetting idea and even to us as the readers at least you know if you're people like me and i'm guessing like you who love this megatron that we've been getting to think that it might just be the effect of something else that it's not right that this may not actually be megatron having these character developments that we all feel are very hard-earned yes Uh, but it might much like when we saw prowl and it was revealed that he was under Decepticon control the whole time. It kind of felt like, well, shit. Uh, sure. Well, and of course, with Prowl, I s- the the most compelling thing to step back and talk about Prowl for a second. But and I know we've talked about it on the show, but I I do the most compelling thing about him and the fact that he had been under mind control was the fact that nobody noticed, which right. was brilliant like god that was really well done and said a lot about prowl and then he continued to do nothing to remedy that and yeah only make he just it worse. ended up being like even <laughs> right? worse he like doubled down on being an asshole yeah, what a, i regret even bringing him up uh anyway you just can't wait to talk about prowl ah uh, i i clearly am a fan um and and velocity's uh, like well let me 
Let me all get these dents on your head that he got from clutching his own head in pain, presumably. Well, yeah, Um, because he's got the dents on his head from clutching it. And then he says, because she's like, well, who did this to you? Because then he's got dents on the back of his head. And he's like, well, I did it. Because he, yeah, like, he was hearing voices. That was what he reveals to us, why he was holding his head. He was, yeah. But he freaked out. Uh, and she says, well, I mean, stress is a result of the, the chemo sedative. And he's saying, well, it's not stress. And she says, well, how do you know? And he says, cause I've never been happier. And he like fawn smiles. Oh my God. Oh my God. Everybody, we have to take a moment <laughs> because this panel, you know, it just destroys me. I love it so much. Look how happy he is. He's oh a happy God. boy. He's, he just, oh my God. I can't even. I could just talk for 10 minutes about this panel and how much I love it, but I will spare everybody. We can keep going. Um, Just in that moment, uh, Velocity's phone goes off and she has a custom ringtone by Swerve that says, I'm not a, I'm a doctor, not a performance artist on repeat. Um, So of course a little Star Trek joke there. Right. And, um, and of course she's immediately like, Oh my God, great. Wonderful. Perfect timing. And <laughs> Megatron aptly is like, what in the fuck is going on? And she's like, I swerve made it. Pardon me. But then it's really sweet. She like does that thing where you like cover the receiver on the phone and then she whispers to him, I'm glad you're happy. And then she takes the call and it's very cute. Um, uh, oh, it's so sad. Um, <laughs> and, and it's swerve on the line. Yeah. He's at the meta Yeah get to the metabay pronto uh and there's thousands of patients uh it's actually five just five of them we have thousands of them um and we can see this line there's um there's swerve up front here and then there's oh, a little rewind and he's got chrome dome with him and tailgate and rung is behind tailgate so yeah just waiting at the at the metabay waiting for velocity to come back um and so we have rod talking things over with the guys here saying okay velocity says you're all great uh except for megatron because you're drinking poison yeah everybody Um, else totally healthy yes so whatever happened was a mental thing and it happened to everybody at exactly 3107 hours uh and he's like now i understand you may not want to discuss and tailgate was like i'll discuss (laughs) Uh, i will tell you exactly what awful thing i heard let me go first right uh yes yeah i should point out rod says they all heard they all claim to have heard something disturbing yeah and it was different things no one could hear um tailgate heard cyclonus crying out in pain and cyclonus is like he has never heard that before (laughs) i promise i am very cool and strong (laughs) he's just he's made it up it's what he believes i would sound like if i was ever in pain (laughs) it's never happened and you know what to be fair like even when cyclonus was getting shot up oh he didn't make a goddamn sound no dude is hard as fuck i yeah no there's no way tailgate would just have to yes it would be an imagined what he thinks it would sound like. Uh, but that's what Tailgate heard. Um, but then yes. he also heard uh, Cyclonus yelling at him and blaming him for what happened with Getaway. He says uh, he was absolutely raging. Which, of course, yeah, if you're if you're Tailgate, if you're anyone. Because let's face it, we all love Cyclonus. We would all be very upset if Cyclonus was upset with us. <laughs> right. If you, if you haven't picked it up by now, everybody heard something that was like very personally upsetting to them. Yes. Uh, Rewind heard Dominus Ambus accusing him of giving up. Oh. And... Oof, that's 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 a rough one. It is rough because, of course, we know that that's one of Rewind's biggest driving things. Here. Right, 
uh, and then Rung, we got so close to another huge bomb drop, but all he says is like, it sucked, and that's all I'm going to say. Well, and that's, and even my note here just says, interesting, with like six eyes in it, because, yeah, Rung specifically says, all I'm prepared to say is the experience made me feel extremely uncomfortable, which... I mean, it could just be something like, you know, dealing with him and his practice. Absolutely. And of course, that's not something he's going to announce to everybody. It's a very, you know. Well, sure. Thing. I mean, but, like. But. What, what were you going to say? I mean, like, I, there, whatever it is, obviously his biggest fear is going to tie into this huge, like, massive backlog of stuff we don't know about him. Yes. And that's why we don't get to know it yet. Which is right. upsetting. And I, yeah, one day we're going to know and it's going to blow us all away. Someday, uh, someday. Um, but suffice but... to say, Megatron was not the only one who had this sort of crazy reaction occur. Yes. And he says that, Rod, you know something, just tell us. Uh, <laughs> and Rod says, Blaster, you tell him. Right. So apparently, Blaster lets us all know that at at the time that everybody was hearing this, he detected a very weak signal a fleeting right. weak signal that hit the ship so brainstorm thinks um that they may have been subjected to some kind of psychological assault um and yeah brainstorm is then saying he's thinking it might be the galactic council uh, they're pretty big on cerebral cerebral weaponry um <laughs> uh, and we know and, how they and... feel about them Exactly, yes. We are not fans of the Galactic Council. Uh, <laughs> Ultra Magnus says, well, if it's a signal, we can trace it. And we have, but yes. there's nothing there. Uh, right. Mainframe is saying, yeah, it is coming from somewhere, but... There, yeah, whatever's there, there's no known location. It just comes up as blank space. Yeah. Uh, so Rod is saying, all right, let's get in the Rod pod. <laughs> and Magnus is like, you want us to go toward it? And he's like, yeah, why not? Right, Magnus has to, oh my god, and then that gets even better from here. Um, and Rod does say, like, yeah, let's go get it, because they shot at us once. If we go to them and disarm them, they can't do it again. So right. Rod's kind of seeing this as being proactive and stopping a repeat. Um, but, and then Rod is calling for Team Rodimus to get together. <laughs> what a what a good name. Gosh, it is so good. And of course, we know Team Rodimus. We see those idiots all the time. Um, and they, he and Magnus, Magnus corrects him on his grammar. And then this beautiful moment happens between the two dads <laughs> of the ship where Megatron points out, I'm just going to read it. He says, he's talk, Megatron is talking to Ultra Magnus and he says, when did you first realize that he uses bad grammar to distract you whenever you raise an objection to something he wants to do? <laughs> and Magnus is full on like flabbergasted, like, wait, what? He does that? And I love this panel very much. I, it's the first time that this entire series kind of gives Rod some credit. Like, oh my gosh. Rod knows what he's doing. Like Rodimus is not a person who got to this position by just being like a flippant asshole. Like he knows what he's doing. He's, he's a, a, he's a crafty shit. boy. <laughs> but he knows what he's doing. He's a um, sly goose. He really, really is. Uh, and we see, who is this mainframe? You got it. Yeah. Uh, he's talking with Velocity and he's like, uh, uh, you you shouldn't go with him. And well, he kind of, it's interesting. And yeah, well, go ahead. Uh, well, he's just talking and saying like, what if something goes wrong with your patience? And she's like, well, what do you suggest? And she's <laughs> implying that he has someone in mind to take care. <laughs> so, right. When you, after you read this comic, going back to this panel is a 
especially to me, uh, it's it stings. That panel, that panel is especially cruel to me. Um, yeah. Because it's one of those things where, yeah, after you read the book, you realize Mainframe was just trying to send right, somebody exactly else Right, exactly what was along. going on here. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so, because, yeah, he's saying, well, you should maybe, you're a medic. You should probably have somebody to watch your back. And the person he had in mind, which, see, and now I'm like, right, Velocity is Mercy. And bum da bum <laughs> look at our hero. Look who's going to watch her back. And it's, it's your boy, Whirl. It's here. your boy. It's your boy, Whirl. Um, and he's just singing about going on a day trip and then repeating himself <laughs> and just shouting oh. about a day trip. Um, which, and doing, like, parkour moves. Right, because, of course, like... On the broad pod, like you can be on the ceiling or you can be on the floor and whatever. Right. Um, he's hanging uh, from the ceiling, chanting about a day trip, and Velocity's like, "What is he like? Why is he so excitable?" Or she asks if he's always so excitable, and he says, "Nope. Sometimes I'm just violent. Sometimes it's both." <laughs> and so that's where I'm like, "Mercy and Junkrat. Uh, that's what's that's what we have here." My um, good child. <laughs> uh, let's let's go do go ahead and do a roll call. We got brainstorm up in the corner. Yeah. We got world. We got Velocity. We got Ten, who is still covered in <laughs> so much graffiti. Grotesque has gone just oh. out of control. I love it. It's adorable. It's so uh, we cute. We have Swerve in this panel. We have Chromia down there, along with that Skids, right? Uh, wait. Next to you said Chromia there? It's Nautica. But yes. Oh, uh, yeah. God. <laughs> Man, I'm so bad. It's okay. Uh, I, Never mind. <laughs> I was going to be a jerk again about you and the fembots, but I'll lay off. Um, yes, Nautica. Skids is next to her, which I do love that those two look very amused by world. Like, they're not <laughs> bogged. They're just like, yeah, there he goes. Uh, Nightbeat is there, and we yeah. see Ravage in yeah. the down beneath world there. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Rod and Megatron are on the ship as well. It's a packed ship today. It is, yeah. It is full we got team Rodimus again here they are um and, the rod uh, is saying the rod pod has a teleport drive and very conspicuously we have enough quantum energy for a jump there and a jump back yep. uh, and megatron is like well that's conspicuous and he's like yep <laughs> well and megatron points out he's like wait a minute I, this sounds not like this sounds shady because what if we warp into a solid object and rod is like no, it's programmed to not let that happen. We'll be fine. Well, and Rod does point out, he mentions that Nautica built it for him. Um, right. It was a present for him to stop complaining to build him <laughs> a quantum drive. So That's that was her gift. Very roundabout way of saying that Rod was begging for this. <laughs> and she finally was like, oh my God, here. Um, <laughs> and uh, I do love that. Yeah. Megatron's like, how do we know we won't just warp into a solid object? And Rod's like, we won't. I promise. And Megatron's like, okay, great. <laughs> but he does say for our purposes, uh, they'll be 500 miles away from anything solid. Yes. So they teleport <laughs> and we're just in black void. There's not even starlight like we usually have. Yes. Um, and, it's and really Rod is saying, nobody panic. Swerve is saying, I'm kind of panicking. Yeah. Uh, Ravage is saying, nobody's panicking. Yeah. Uh, Swerve is and, just a bit. And, Ravage and, is like, well, we're fine. 
<laughs> and and we can only pick up who's speaking by the dialogue itself. Yes, they we address can't. the people. So luckily, everybody knows each other's voices. Um, and Rod says, you know, they can't all be cat-like and unpanicable. And of course, Mag- Magnus is like, that's not even a word. And so then those two are going at each other. And Megatron's finally like, oh my god, everybody, can we stop and just focus on what's going on here um, and magnus doubles down he's like no you can't just make up words uh and <laughs> yeah. brainstorm says you're right that leads to criminal anarchy and panderbordination and magnus starts to be like i swear to god brainstorm if you say one more thing <laughs> i'm throwing you in a timeout and that's what uh, megatron demands everybody focus <laughs> and rod says i'm turning on the lights and he turns on their like they're the headlights yeah and at and least the ship nothing. is glowing yes yeah still nothing around them but at least uh, we can see the rod pod itself and and megatron says there's something out there three thousand miles away rod says in what direction megatron says in every direction mm-hmm. they are we find out inside of a planet yes they're within a gigantic sphere because they're like that's huge that would be planet sized and yep exactly that's where they find themselves so now megatron's like okay we can get to the surface in about half an hour um and and then he's he mentions here that the teleport drive is trying keeps trying to prep itself for ignition and he's Uh. saying like like he's trying to figure out why it's happening um and like the the protocols are making it it's it's like oh let's see oh okay he says i think like it gets a little confusing here i think by flying closer to a solid object we're forcing the rod pod to work against safety protocols to which rod says then shut off the safety protocols um and megatron (laughs) i am (laughs) that's the best part is like you're like god rod and then megatron's response is well duh i'm trying to work against them (laughs) which i imagine those are the moments where like the reader is ultra magnus like ultra magnus is just listening to these two bing bongs and he's just like well megatron (laughs) is sensible nope he's right with rodimus in this case Um, Uh, and we teleport jump up to the surface of whatever this planet is yeah it's sincere's planet yeah we recognize these flowers yeah oh my goodness um so yes they they warp to the surface rod is sarcastic applauding megatron (laughs) Uh, (laughs) megatron's shooting back at him they really are god they're so they're it's really like it's so cute to me because it is like when i don't know like when you have two friends who are like just messing with each other or like brothers who just won't just (laughs) leave each other alone just stop it and neither one of them constantly giving each other shit (laughs) yeah which of course megatron doesn't always do but there are those moments where yeah he and rod are just both neither one of them is going to give in um so yes so they all disembark from the rod pod uh and we realize wait why was that signal coming from the necrobots planet that's fucked up and weird um and of course nightbeat is just like oh my god this is so fucking good he's so excited uh (laughs) it's a, a hollow camouflaged planet (laughs) <laughs> he's like this is everything i've ever wanted flat earth baby he's he's super hype he can't even wait um and of course megatron is not so excited to be here right and ravage recognizes that yes um and yeah like and he even megatron even says that if he he starts saying that if he had known that they would gonna be they were gonna be back here and he kind of trails off but basically he clearly would not have come and ravage is like i know but we're here so and before he can finish that thought there's a giant laser shoots everybody kaboom and we can see no these precious flowers that we know are like composed of like pure energy yeah yeah spark energy 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, they're very precious flowers and they're being obliterated. Just blown the shit up. And then, uh, yeah, uh, Magnus says there's about 12 ships flying in. Uh, Rod says we got to get back to the Rod Pod and get the hell out of here. Uh, we're running away. We get into the Rod Pod. He says, here's some hilarious news. The teleport engines are dead. Uh, and Megatron's like, I thought you said we had enough energy to teleport there and teleport back. And Rod's like, look, I, I'm reading you what's on the dial, dog. Right, like, I'm not trying to fuck with you, Megatron. I'm letting you know we just don't <laughs> have it. We can't get back. So then, of course, Megatron's like, then call the house. Have them come pick us up. Um, and again, I do. Yeah, oh, I like the running theme of people giving orders and the person's like, well, obviously I'm already doing that. Right. Because we've all been in those situations where like if you are on like a family trip or you're hanging out with your friends or, you know, you're trying to work on something and everybody's just getting frustrated and the tensions keep getting <laughs> higher and everybody's kind of sick of being, you know, given suggestions that they've already tried. That's absolutely the, the feeling we are getting from these two. Uh, and there's another small little kind of heart crusher here. Rod says, uh, uh, there's no response. They're not responding. And Megatron says, those are two different things. And that's exactly what Optimus Prime said at the beginning of this issue. Exactly. And I love it so much. Um, my note here just says, oh, Megatron and Optimus. I just, <laughs> because there is, a, obviously they are a thing that we haven't gotten to, them interacting, we haven't gotten to deal with a ton right. in this show. Um, but there's always, I mean, obviously that's the classic setup you want to see. That's the classic, like. Yeah, the, the Professor X Magneto. Yeah, or as my other note here says, uh, Reaper in 76. How did I not see it before? <laughs> oh my God, we can talk about that later. Um, I love it. But uh, so yeah, so Megatron obviously yes, a very obvious uh, re uh, echo of what Optimus Prime said at the beginning of the comic. Poignant. So they're trying to get away from these ships that are still firing at them, of course. And uh, there's a little discussion <laughs> over who who's doing it, and Swerve is just like, "Look, everyone we've ever met hates us. It could be anybody, right? Uh, like we don't have any way to pinpoint right. this." I do want to point out in this panel, please look at Ten and the fact that he is holding a huge bundle of those precious flowers. Oh, he's oh Ten, I know, you sweet buddy. He's just so good. I'm so glad Ten is here, but also I'm really sad that Ten is here because bad things are happening, oh. and I don't want him to be <laughs> oh. subject to it. Ten, you sweet buddy. Uh, and we see the statues that we remember, um, and that means we're close to where Sensei the Necrobot, his his fortress his, his is. Fortress. There's some discussion over whether or not it's actually a fortress. <laughs> uh, and Rod's like, you know what? It, right now, for what we need, it absolutely is. We're going in. Uh, but a missile hits the rod pod and blows the shit out of some people. Oh my gosh, yeah. Some people get hit really badly. We can see this is where Nautica loses part yeah, of her face. Her, oof. We uh, can see Megatron's arm is being blown apart. Right. We can uh, see Cyclonus is shielding oh. Tailgate completely. And oh my god. I can't. I can't. I know. Uh, and we have um, the rod pod crashing into the ground here. Uh and of course, and we just see the massive explosion. Yeah, and all of them running from it. And it's a really, really great panel because it is one of those classic, like, everybody running from an explosion kind of thing. But also, I like that we can see bits of, like, suggestions of the shape of the rod pod. It makes the rod pod, right. like, it gives us a sense of the size of it because, of course, it always looks so small because of the way it's designed <laughs> yeah. to yeah, look it's like cramped in there. head. Um, 
It looks like a very small thing. I'm sure people listening will know what puggles are. They're like these kind of <laughs> designs that I can't think of the artist's name, but they're these really, really cute Transformers like fan designs. And they're these little soft plush Transformers and they're called puggles and they're just like round and they're ridiculous, but they're so cute. But that's always what the rod pod makes me think of is a puggle. So of course in my head, the rod pod's very small and cute, but it's massive and it's obviously being blown to shit now and they're right. all evacuating uh, we can see quite a bit of bots fleeing here yeah um skids is carrying nautica very gallant you're a good uh, boy skids we got the flyers there's, flying there's two i'm telling you um yes <laughs> the flyers are flying away we see tailgate in vehicle mode we see chrome Dome carrying rewind oh so cute yeah rung is back there and he's super tiny between megatron's legs yeah um he's he's, he's hoofing it he's trying to keep up um nightbeat's next to him we can just see the hint of nightbeat with him um ten right. still has an arm full of flowers and uh I, I would like to point out we get the signature choom choom james uh sound effect here the yeah skids is choom chooming people he's and it's we can see he famous hits. at this point yeah he hits one of the ships and it goes down right and megatron of course is dadding and he's like everybody get inside he's letting people go past him um uh rung points out that it now that they're inside it's quiet that it sounds like they're retreating um nightbeat finds the necrobot dead oh, on the ground it's so uh, sad yeah boy it is like he's we can oh gosh it's a heartbreaking because of course when we meet the necrobot it's this very just poignant beautiful yeah, ominous like, right because it's this mythical bot that we're like oh no he's just he's a person like he just he exists and this is just what he does um so to know that this that he's gone he's been killed um because we can yeah. see a trail of energon and it's splattered all over his beautiful starry cape and like the flowers his precious flowers are all as seems to him. usually be the case in a john roberts or james roberts milney mashup uh the bot a dead bot has their mouth open and something in it that's yeah good point good point tends to come up a lot i think uh, that it was mentioned yes that alex chose to do that so maybe yeah maybe it's he's taking cues from james james has been taking cues from him um but yeah he's got the flowers in his mouth too um velocity says i don't know how he died whether he was shot to death or the flowers fried his circuits so we need the forensic examiner which is of course nightbeat yes. uh nightbeat says oh this guy was murdered uh because there's oil marks sort of dragging him in yeah, here so he's immediately assessing the scene and skids is right. trying to make him kind of take a step back because he's like hey you and the necrobot like had a thing why don't you cool it for a second and just like give that a moment to sink in but of course <laughs> yeah. nightbeat is on it. like he's he's on to the next thing right uh and he's like get me brainstorm yeah. um and Megatron says those were Decepticon craft that attacked us. They might have been stolen, but he doubts it. Um, Ravage says I can use the spark flowers as cover to go get the one that crashed. And Megatron says, be careful. Uh, and uh, look at him. He's got Megatron has his hand on Ravage's head and it's very cute. It's extra cute. <laughs> Patting his kitty cat. Um, and, and Brainstorm is saying, like, wow, the Necrobot had all kinds of weird stuff. <laughs> Which is 
yeah, he's he's now looking at the room and because of course yes, Nightbeat called him in um to look everything over with him and right he's which you know when Brainstorm is saying you have weird stuff and whoa <laughs> yeah yikes. that's a that's a that's a hell of a compliment <laughs> um and yeah Skids is asking about psychic psychic weaponry because of course that's what brought them all here um and uh, Brainstorm kind of lays it out for us like the stuff the we- the things he does have the equipment uses elements of equitech which is something we will touch on later when we get into other issues that is a thing sure. that is brought up elsewhere um but he he says it's guilt detection and that's he's guessing or skids guesses that it's maybe how he was right matching uh, up the corpses with the uh, yeah, killer right because of course that's where he puts the flowers is with their killer right um so then <laughs> we have Rewind, and Rod has told him to get in contact with the Lost Light. So he's trying to do that while the others are still talking. And um, so then Nightbeat is letting us know that... Right. those the, the crazy mind stuff that happened to everybody is a result of what happened here. Uh, basically, he was trying to... Whoever sent the first signal was luring them here. Right. Like a uh, signal was sent as a lure, like as a purposeful right. lure. And Sincere intercepted it and weakened it and made it just... He tried to deter them by making right. it these hor- Painful horrific... Painful memories. Yeah. Um, and we see Ravage slinking through the flowers. Uh, we get Rewind saying we have contact with the Lost Light. Uh. Um it's a bad signal. He's like, Blaster, is that you? But it's not. It is Getaway. Oh, I do want to uh, point out, just as we're going into this, how like the pacing of this book is done so well. Because, yeah, we have the fact that Nightbeat is just saying, like, somebody was trying to lure us here. And Sincere was trying to stop that from happening. Sincere was trying to deter us from Avert coming. this, yes. Yes. Um, and then it cuts to Ravage slinking closer to the Decepticon ship that was felled. And then we get this ominous, oh, hey, we got contact with the Lost Light. And then it's revealed that Getaway is here. So anyway, and that's where we can uh, continue. And Getaway, didn't we lock that guy up? Oh, yes. So as a <laughs> reminder, wait, do you really not remember? No, can... it's in here, obviously. I'm oh, okay. I was going to uh, say, I can tell Rod you exactly what happened. Rod says, like, well, we know you got out of the cell. That's like the thing you do. And he's like, well, no, you. I, that's not how that worked. You guys removed my hands and feet in my transformation cog, and you sawed off my mouth, and you put my spark in a trembler cage. And so, like, I didn't escape. I was let out. Yes. Uh, I do want to point out, uh, Getaway says, how's the journey into mystery? Which is... The name of a Marvel comic that ran like a couple of years ago, yeah. and also that's the comic that like Thor started in. Ah, uh, I knew so it was like okay, yeah. I can only assume wink. that yeah, that's yeah. that's a reference to a, a friend of the author Kieran Gillen who wrote. Oh, that. I'm sure. Yes, I did not know Kieran wrote it, but then in that case, yes, I'm sure it absolutely is. <laughs> um, or maybe it's just a common phrase over the ocean. Who knows. <laughs> That's true, too. I don't know. But I would think so. Those, uh, those guys seem to like each other. But basically, Getaway is saying, yeah, I was let out. And you know who did it? Everyone on the ship. Uh, which, let's take a moment. I keep wanting to take moments. But it's a this hugely, is... like, this betrayal cuts so deeply. Like, 
when you see Getaway, the first time I saw Getaway, I was just like, holy shit. Like, what? Like, immediately you're thrown off your game then. You're like, wait a minute. Why? What happened? I thought we finished that arc. Right. Like, you... And and it's interesting because, of course, when I first saw what they did to Getaway, I had a big problem with it, which... you weren't not supposed to, but then it was okay if you were okay with it. Like, you weren't... It was supposed right. to be ambiguous. It was supposed to make you think, and, well, what should they have done with him? Um, But the fact that he's now whole, like, he's here, he's all put together, and even the fact, like, Rod kind of puts it the way that we would, because it's a comic book, and you're like, right, he got out. Big whoop. We get <laughs> yeah. it. You're an escapist. Like, whatever. That's what you That's do. What El you Chapo do. strikes again. We get it. Right. Like, whatever. Just put me on the line with Blaster. I don't care. <laughs> so, then having Getaway really just lay it out, really, it just, it focuses the lens on the brutality of it. Right. But then, of course, it was a necessary thing to do like he could not have gotten out from that which was what they were trying to do um but then yes you get to the fact that he was released willingly by the people who were still on the ship and it's a bunch of people who god i love these guys a whole bunch i'm like oh oh wait really all of you it's what it's it's an interesting trick because it reminds me of something very very different uh basically we 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 realize in this moment that every time we're reading more than meets the eye it's through the eyes of about like 10 characters yes and we know there's 200 people on the ship yes and it's sort of like in community when you find out everybody hates the main characters exactly it is exactly that way that's exactly what i thought you're like oh right <laughs> when you get the viewpoint of other people at greendale right they're like oh god these guys ruin everything yeah like they take up all of our class time they make everything about them yes it's exactly i'm so glad that that's the connection (laughs) (laughs) and there Um, you go this is that moment only it's really brutal and yes it's it's played as serious as possible yes um and rod immediately recognizes oh this is mutiny you guys suck and Uh, i do like that yeah rod is not that phased rod is Right. Well, I we 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 know that Rod knows there's people who don't want him to be captain. Yes, and of course they delve into that even more in just a moment. Right. Here. Exactly. Um. Because yeah, Megatron is approaching. Which again, it's kind of we see a moment of of Ravage creeping a little bit closer to the Feld ship once more. Um. But yeah, Megatron is approaching the the con call here, and he's asking what's going on. And Rod, yeah, again, is kind of a brush. He's off like, light. tell Blaster I say hi. <laughs> If this is just a mutiny, straight up, like he's not that bothered by it. Um, and yeah, Getaway is just kind of saying, "No, this is this is our new war. It was all of us versus all of you, and we won. You all lose." Um, and then Rod's putting it together here. Yeah, he's saying mainframe knew he sent us here, which is why that panel with him talking to Velocity is especially right that mainframe knew exactly what was going on and he's like nope velocity needs to be on there so that we can kill her velocity needs to go and whirl needs to go he was like yep (sighs) get them both on the ship get them out of here um maroon it's it's rough it it hurts mainframe mainframe i've i've stuck up for you man um right and and getaway is laying out that this is because we can't just let megatron yeah be our captain Right. We can't just let him like commit these horrible atrocities for b- millions of years and let him captain a ship as right. punishment. 
I mean, and he brings up points that, of course, people right. would ask themselves in this situation. And, like, of course people would consider. Um, like, And, of course, the way he says all of it is very poignant. And you're like, yeah, that I get it. You're still Right. The, <laughs> the paragraph that sticks with me here is he says, The death camps, the massacres, the cities raised to the ground, they were apparently all just missteps, painful but necessary, on Megatron's path to self-discovery, which, like... We have to realize, oh, wait, that is exactly what happened. It that's is what exactly. this series is. Yeah, yeah. And that's where, there you go, quantum quantum issue again. Right. Because we love Megatron so much, but then at the same time, ugh, get away right. from Right, I mean, this is, that's, yeah, that I, I, we, we can't deny that that is exactly what's happening, that those things are just being treated as, yeah. well, I mean, he's better now right Um, well he's learned his lesson kind of thing and it's or he's still learning or right and that's and 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 ravage is creeping closer to the craft all this while yes yes a little bit closer which yes as you're reading this the first time like god the tension the tension is done very well in this comic because it's the way it's built and the way it's set up it does get very tense and um so yes rod again not not saying this is a huge deal rod is right just like whatever okay i i do love that rod is like look i wasn't a huge fan of him either at first and getaway is like oh don't try that shit you just thought he would show you up and now you're best friends again getaway's not entirely wrong we were just commenting and that wasn't even me trying to like really drive this point home it was just me saying they do act like brothers who love each other but are like messing with each other um and then getaway turns on everybody else too and he's saying all of you do it it's not just rod and he's he's shouting at them and he's you can tell he's very passionate about this as he's saying right you can just you can imagine yes he's just yeah he's amped up um he's asking like well how could everybody do this uh they're just like by helping this maniac find peace they're excusing his past behavior and that's why the rest of the ship felt it necessary to get all of them out of there uh and swerve very rightly is like what what did i ever do i never i've never even talked to you guys about megatron uh and they say oh yeah you did uh after megatron's trial atomizer and i talked to everyone and asked two questions do you think he deserves a second chance and what would you do if someone staged a coup and if they didn't get the answers they want they just nudge gunned the memory out of that person's head so presumably everyone in the ship right now are the people that said yes megatron deserves a second chance i would not participate in a coup which is incredibly like Whirl is on board. That means Whirl gave that answer. Well, because that's where then this becomes interesting. And if we step back, we'll remember Whirl did tell them Megatron should not be on board. Exactly. And he would be with them with they staged a coup. But of course, then we saw we saw this happen in time with Whirl. Whirl was our kind of our gauge to understand what these guys were up to before we had the full story was the fact that he was on board with them. Whirl right now would be on the last light if getaway if had that, not used yes. tailgate to try to get megatron killed so that is why whirl was sort of thrown into this mix yes whirl um, at first would not have been in with this group but he now is because he cares enough about at least other people that it if not megatron the other people on this ship yes the other people that 
his con- his actions would affect. Right. Yes. Uh, and and Getaway points out this isn't just about Megatron; it's about Rod as well. Uh, that Rod is just a really shitty captain who's always grandstanding and never has a plan. And yeah, uh, which I do love. He says. Uh, Getaway says the moment he knew how bad Rod was was when he saw the Rod Pod. <laughs> and we were there for that. That happens yeah. in the comic. Um, it's, I think it's issue 24. It's during Dark Cybertron. And uh, yeah, they're like, oh, we need to get the ships. And they're like, I know a ship that can do it. And they go to the Rod Pod. And yeah, Getaway immediately says, and this guy's your captain. And there you go. Little hmm. did any of us know that was him being like, uh, this guy should <laughs> probably not be a captain. Planted. Yeah, uh, we all took it as a joke. And uh, so Ravage, we cut back to him and we see somebody's, he's he's at the pod now and somebody's talking to him, <laughs> speaking threateningly, which is terrifying. Yeah, they um, say, here kitty kitty, which, ugh. He looks rightfully like, oh. And, yeah, God. Ravage looks terrified, which I don't know that we've ever seen before. Yeah. Ravage is usually a pretty cool customer. Yeah, he's very intense and focused. Um, but we cut back and it, Getaway is saying, like, we were always looking for a way to get you out of here, Rod. And Rod is talking to Magnus. He says, the list. Atomizer offered me a list of people he said I was against, that I that were against me, and I could get rid of them one by one. And at, Getaway was basically trying to build up blackmail material against them. Yes, which luckily, of course, now we, now we have clarification there, which is so interesting because even if you hop back to that, because that was at the end of Dark Cybertron, that was during Megatron's trial that Atomizer, we saw him bring this list to Rodimus and say, hey, I know who voted, in which way? Um, and a lot of people, yeah, like you read that and you're like, Atomizer's up to something. I don't know what, but he's up to something. Right. And then, of course, Ratchet laid it out for us. And he was like, that list is a lie anyway, because I did vote against you, Rodimus. And you're like, oh. Right. So good on Rod for dismissing it, because <laughs> I think he did say that he wouldn't even look at it. Um, he didn't want to know what the results were. And then Ratchet let him know, well, hey, that was good, because they're a lie anyway. Right. Uh, so good boy, Rod. But and... yes, get away saying, well... We tried other things. That was one of them. Uh, Ultra Magnus tries to appeal to his sense of justice and rightness, and that doesn't quite go well. Um, And he says that I believe in finding the knights, and all of you guys are obstacles to that. Yeah, that's basically what it comes down to. So it is, it's, God, there's so much to try to weigh here. Like when you're reading this and you're trying to figure out where, I mean, not necessarily where loyalties lie, because... I mean, unquestionably. <laughs> it should be obvious. Right. You're with the people on the Necrobots planet. Um, you're with Team Rodimus here. Uh, Megatron's entourage. But but the it Megatron is interesting. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, but, you know, everything, like we said, Getaway brings up good points. And the fact that he's letting them know he's trying to find the knights. He wants to do what the Lost Light set out to do. But right. he's sick of it being, as the way he sees it, he's sick of it being about Rodimus. And he's sick of the fact that people are so willing to dismiss everything surrounding Megatron. So he's, this was the way he saw fit to take over and actually do the job that they're supposed to be doing. Uh, and 
He said, yes, Getaway is saying, like, well, bye. You guys are going to die down there. Right. And Rod is like, we'll find a way. Oh, uh, he looks real good can... in that panel. Rod's saying, yes, we're coming after you. You can count on it. I'm like, ooh, uh, Rod, I believe you. But wouldn't you know it, uh, Getaway is saying, well, you're going to have visitors soon. And we see who was talking to Ravage. <laughs> it was Tarn. Yeah. DJD. Imagine that thread tying in here. There you go. Oh, shit. Firing have, his cannons at Ravage there. Ravage yes. jumping out of the way. Because, of course, um, he has a double fusion cannon because it's Tarn. And right. everybody who works for Megatron is overcompensating constantly. Um, and so then, of course, yes. We, so we have Ravage now knows. Luckily, he doesn't. he wasn't hit in this panel. But yikes. Um so yeah, Getaway just said, you're going to have company soon. And of course, Rod's like, what does that mean? Um, and of course, Getaway's being a dick. He's like, but he brings up an interesting point. He says he doesn't want to spoil the surprise, but if you do as they say, no one will get hurt. Uh, Except yeah. for one of them will probably <laughs> Yes, for sure he says hurt. one of you will get hurt. And Megatron seems to know uh, what he's talking about here. Oh, absolutely. He does. Uh, Megatron, you sweet prince. He says, get away, please, for their sake, not mine. He's trying to appeal to him. Um, which I do want to point out really quickly. Um, this is not the first time somebody has made a pact with the DJD to not hurt and like, just take one person. Just, right. just do one thing and leave everybody else. Yeah, that doesn't work. We've we've learned that. Get away, <laughs> you were there. You saw this. Yeah. Uh and Getaway is like, well, bye. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He, he peace outies. Rod punches his way through the oh. console here. Rod's finally uh, mad. Like, he's finally yes. showing emotion. <sighs> and I and like it. Ravage returns, sort of oh. wounded. He, uh, yeah, he's shaken up. And Megatron just says, they're here, aren't they? He oh. says, not just them, hundreds. Uh, and of course, it's the DJD. And yes. we know that the DJD has a huge army with them at this point. Yes, we can um, see Tarn right up here. We can see Death Source next to him looking great, right. by the way. Yes, um, Death Source so, looks great there. Yeah, yeah. It's a really great panel of like, oh shit, this is what we're coming up against. Everybody looks very cool, even though they're terrifying. You're like, oh man, but look how good you all look. Um, yeah, it's the DJD. We got um, Death Source with a bunch of his boys and... Megatron just says it's the Decepticon Justice Division, his executioners. And he says he thinks that this is it. And this is how it ends. Uh, and we get a shot of everybody here. Yeah. And this... okay. <laughs> I just look at how tiny Rung is. Uh, Rung, you down there in the corner. Like he's in front of Ultra Magnus and he's not even coming up to his waist. I know that this is a very serious I... <laughs> moment that we need to be like, oh shit. But... Like, come on, that's adorable. He's so tiny. He's very, very small. He's like a little, like a little pixie almost. <laughs> little uh, hung. And um, look at, look at, because everyone's crammed into the panel, everyone's yeah. kind of small anyway. Look at how tiny Tailgate and Swerve are down there. And please note that Cyclonus has a hand on both of them. He's like, I have two teeny, <laughs> uh, tiny, teensy boys in front of I me. I need to protect these, these, these precious children. <laughs> And Cyclonus, we know if anybody can do it, it is you. Um, even even Chrome Dome is like uh, cradling he's rewind. Cuddling rewind. Oh my goodness, they're both just like yeah, they're like holding on to each other. Ten has all of his flowers still because he's a precious, precious boy. Whirl is in the back with his head just bowed, like he's yeah. Uh, we have uh, this is not good. To, yeah, it's bad. Lottie's trying to fix up Nautica, who's being comforted by skids. And the only one not facing us is Nightbeat, who's turned away. 
there you and go. And probably still looking at Sincere's room. But it is really cool. It's a great last page because yes. the page is evenly like split. Um, yes, to it's, show... it's split in half here. We see the DJD, and they right. look very powerful and intimidating. And then we have the Rodimus crew, apparently is their name. Uh, and everybody's like, well, shit. Yes. One, yeah, one group is super hype. We can just hear like muffled, like heavy bass rap music coming from them. And then the other group <laughs> is like strings. Goat Yay is like, playing. This is our... <laughs> yeah. Like it's going to be their last stand here. It's very somber, but I like uh, it. And, and I love that text treatment and how bright their frail deeds. Yeah. Hooey. So that's part one of 50. And there is a second part. Uh, yeah, this threw me off at first. It was, yeah, it was confusing. Because, of course, as I was reading it the first time, I'm like, great, now we fix everything, right? <laughs> and now everything's okay. I was like, ooh, had me worried there. Uh, we <laughs> we open with two bots that we remember from over a long time ago. Very, very long time ago, yes. So presumably this has to be a flashback. Uh, it's shock and ore. Yeah, the duo bots. And they're finding, uh, they're they're coming onto, we can tell by their their dialogue that they are first arriving on the Lost Light, as it is the right. Lost Light. This is, this is the very first time they've been on as the Lost Light. And they're saying, I think this is our ship. Yeah, Shock is like, sure. He's like, no, we've been on this ship before. And I we guess. know that they have because we remember mm-hmm. how the Lost Light came to be right. in the possession of Rodimus. Because Orr's like, there's no way this is the same ship from five million years ago. But we they as just readers disappeared. are like, well, yeah, yeah, there was a ship five million years ago that just teleported one day. Um, and... and we can see, yeah, uh, is pouring himself a drink and Shock is... And, and they're just kind of talking to each other. So we're getting, uh, we didn't have a lot of time with the duo bots. We didn't get to learn much about them, but. Um, yeah, we don't know anything about these guys. Yeah. Like we knew that they were working with Prowl. We knew that they had a contact and we knew some things, but it's just, yeah. Uh, or is having a drink and then, and he, he's admitting, he's like, it does look like our old ship. Um, and Shock is sure of it. He's, he's like, you right. do whatever. I'm, because oh, of course they're saying they have to put a tracer on the engines, which is what we know. Prowl yes, uh, and and Or is in communication with Prowl here. Uh, Shock finds his name he carved into it millions yeah. of years ago. He's like, so he's like, this is definitely it. our ship. It is just, it's so neat. And it's, um and yeah, and Or is getting the call from Prowl where he's saying, you know, I couldn't change his mind. This was always a possibility. Um, And yeah, Shock is very excited. He's like, this is definitely your old ship. And Orr is like, I don't, that's great. I'm happy for you. We have to go do our job. (laughs) Shut off the lights. Let's get out of here before anyone sees us. And then we can see. And of course someone does. Yeah, there's this pink version of Skids watching them, which I do want to take a moment before we hop into the next section here. Just to get, yeah, like, obviously we know right away. We're going to get into some deep cuts here. Because, um, yeah, duo bots, we lost them to the engines and the spark eater, which happened right immediately. Like, the first couple issues, yeah. Yes. The first arc. The, right. The spark eater was issue three. So, um, a few things here. Even Shock finding his, the carving that he put in, you flare, you flicker, you fade. That's the same thing he says to Orr when he finds him in the engines. Um, and Prowl in issue one of More Than Meets the Eye is 
we hear his side of this conversation. So it's very interesting. And, you know, it's a nice Damn. thing to come back to issue 50 and see now the other half of that conversation. That'll do it. Yeah. Um, uh. And then let's. Oh, and of course, they mentioned Hedonia because Orr says, I hope that's Skids and he's going to meet us on Hedonia. They hope that he's break, broken and he's broken he's, cover. Yeah, broken cover. And he wants to meet him there, which we know Skids was undercover. He was right. This was all things that so long after the fact, you're like, oh, there you go. They were planning this from the beginning. Um, And when Orr was talking to Swerve in the annual, when he was still in the engines, but he did mention that the plan for him and um, Shock was to bail on the ship and stay in Hedonia when they got there. So there you go. Um, And then when they were time jumping, the ship that we now know as a lost light was called the U-1. And we see it was called the Unitrex-1. So there you go. Full go. circle. And um, and here's one that is a very neat little thing. As Orr says, shut off the lights and leave before anyone sees us. His glass is there. If you go back to issue three, when Swerve and Skids first find the bar, <laughs> there is an empty glass sitting on that table. So there you Shit. go. I know. Wow. That's, that's attention to that's detail. That's a deep, little teeny detail cut. But I love uh... it. Yeah, that's stuff impressive. that makes this really compelling and fantastic. So, now we go to another moment of the bar. Right. We have uh, Swerve opening the bar here in the grand secret opening. <laughs> Which um, is brilliant. I love it. The four rules, no swords, no guns, no briefcases, and no telling Ultra Magnus. Because if we remember, this was not originally a legal establishment. Yes. This was supposed to be very hush-hush. It was a speakeasy, to uh, say and the we least. See, we see Drift, we see Chrome Dome and yeah. Rewind, we see lots of bots in here. Lots of bots. We like all these guys. Um, lots of guys we know, lots of guys we see some more of later, a little bit less of later, but are still, yeah, they're on board. We know <laughs> Speaking of seeing less of them later, here's Pipes. Oh, God. Okay. This is, okay, I'm going to keep my composure here. There's a lot okay. in this section that I love very much, um, but we're going to keep it together. Well, first of all, we all know that I love Pipes. He deserved better. Yes. See you at the crossroads, brother. Uh, pipes. So Pipes and Drift are here having a drink. Uh, they're, uh, they're toasting. Honoring Shock and Orr. Yeah. In and, case um, you forgot those guys died. Yeah, they died right away. So we know, obviously, this is after the Spark Eater, obviously, because right. Swerve is just opened. And the only reason he, the, he found it when they were being locked in. Um, so, well, and yeah. Drift asks, you know, because... If Pipes is, you know... Right, were, were you guys. close with Shock and Orr? And yeah. Pipes is like, look, bad things happen to everybody I know. Uh, uh, the Duobots died, Hubcap stated debris, Riptide didn't even turn up to say goodbye. Uh, which, of course, is, we know why. Poor Riptide. Right. Yes, he got barroom brawled and missed the, <laughs> he missed the launch. He was supposed to be there. <laughs> um, and he's like, maybe I can hang out with you or Rodimus, huh? What do you say? What? Okay. And then, of course, Drift kind of sidesteps that, and he asks, well, what about Rewind? He's very kind. You can tell from his eyes that he's kind. And Pipe says, well, he's with the Nemo Surgeon. And Drift says, okay, so it's not just friendship you're after. So, ooh, hold up. We got to rewind here in a hot second. <laughs> uh, that was a good pun. <laughs> I'm just that good. But... Okay, so completely in the context we have now established, Pipes just asked 
to hang out with Drift and Rod. I'm just saying <laughs> that yeah, this what are you is just saying? Canonically establishing. I mean, the more we the the as this conversation continues here, because let's go ahead and continue with this conversation, because then Drift is asking if Pipes has a type, uh, which. <laughs> Lord, he does. He starts just rattling off a list of things he likes. He likes triple changers. He wants them to be the same height as him. Um, he likes aquatic alt modes. Uh, he likes a big chest plate. And Drift is like, oh, I meant like personality. <laughs> and Pipes is like, yeah, personality is great. Yeah, whatever. That's fine, too. Um, and he and before we get into this next part, we're, that's a whole other thing that we're going to have to deal with here in a moment. But... I'm just saying, clearly this is all just establishing, like, Pipes was just down to fuck. Like, Pipes was, was like... Pipes, he's Pipes was up. a slut. There's no he's, getting around it. And I love it. Pipes, I'm right I there with you, even Pipes. More. I, he was taken from us too soon, but in the time that he had with us, I hope he got into all the freaky stuff he wanted to. Because <laughs> clearly... He was he was prowling around. So I'm just it's very that's what this is saying to me. This is very like the fact that he wants to hang out with Drift and Rodimus. But it says You're two saying things. he's proposing a threesome. Yes, that's absolutely what I'm saying. All not only that, but the fact that Drift sidesteps it and the fact that it came up at all <laughs> says to me, Drift and Rodimus canonically sure. as i've been figuring i'm like well those two are definitely hooking up like just you know before Rod and, and let pipes Drift just wants in on that with a name like pipes why not right why not right so you know just keep that in mind dear listeners i i don't even think i'm you know this isn't <laughs> yeah i don't like... think you're far afield on this one yeah yeah i think that this uh... is and it's it's great. I can't stress that enough. I think this is all wonderful. Well, get ready to have your mood brought back down. <gasps> yeah, because there's a little pun that gets brought up here, and I don't appreciate it. Um, uh, oh, yeah, because then Drift says, you know, because then, of course, he's just trying to think of other people. And he says, well, there's a bomb disposal expert on board. He's about your build. I could introduce you. <laughs> um, which, of course, we know he's talking about Tailgate, which is so funny because I think it's I don't know how I, like, miss the sizes of these bots. I'm like, Pipes was bigger than that, wasn't he? But I guess he was just little. Yeah, Pipes, um, yeah. I, I never thought of him as a big bot. Like, I guess it, he wasn't huge, but I thought of him as, like, like they're, like, average size bots. Sure. And I always figured of him as being average size. But if he's being compared to Tailgate, if Tailgate is about his size, um, then he must be quite small. He's probably, like, a bit closer to Rewind, maybe, then. Um, but, uh, so, and we can see Tailgate is kind of watching right. this conversation in the, As... the same ghostly pink form that Skids yes. was watching shock and or yes and pipe says he tells drift you're a good friend if you're half as big and if you turned into a boat i probably have a massive crush on you and you know what james <laughs> how dare you get it <laughs> oh i cursed your heart that day james <laughs> how dare you oh boy uh and so oh, we go boy. to another scene here in the yeah. bar they hop again to another time. But you know what? There you go. Pipes, bless you. I'm so glad you existed. If for what time we had you. So yeah, Palmer now we're to another scene. <laughs> and uh, we can tell the bar is like in, like, it's it's been, been established a while. now. Yeah. yeah, there's no banners. Not at this point. Oh, Cyclotus is here. He's over in the corner <laughs> drinking by himself. Aw, poor boy. Uh, and, and we see first aid talking to, uh, uh, Ambulon. 
Yeah, good old Ambulon. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, Ambulon. Ambulon and Pipes. Um, um, so obviously, yes, this is after Delphi, um, because that's where we picked up these two cut-ups. And um, Ambulon is talking. He's... Right. He's he's complaining, sort of, to First Aid. And yeah. First Aid is saying, like, well, I mean, you know, just take it easy. Uh, and we see that Ambulon has flaky paint syndrome. <laughs> Right, this first day being like, yeah, just get a good primer. Like, you don't, yeah, we'll help you out. <laughs> you know, just get, just, just start applying lotion is basically what he's <laughs> saying here. Um, but he says it's about his alt mode, uh, and he hates all of the puns that he turns uh, into a leg. Poor Ambulon, which we do know he did bring up before. He was yes, he never changed because why would he? He turns into a leg. He was a like planned combiner. Um. And, of course, he was a Decepticon, which is why we keep seeing, like, purple paint on him. Right. Um, and so I do um, love that First Aid brings up, well, there's somebody who turns into a tripod on board. I'm like, yeah, Tripodeca. Um, and he <laughs> gets brought up in a second here. But um, it's, but yeah, so it's just kind of us taking a look at these these people who we care about and we and aren't with us. And of right. course, at didn't, this point didn't of the story, quite still... get the same amount of time. Yeah, it's still very confusing when you're reading this the first time. You're like, I still don't know what's going on, but I'm glad to get insight on these characters who aren't here anymore. Um, but yes, it's Ambulon and just kind of, yeah, talking about his alt mode and how, yeah. And just first day is like, well, be careful because the barkeep here and we know Swerve is like, yeah. he, he wants to know everybody's alt mode. And Swerve throws a, it looks like a, a transformation cock. It totally does, yeah. Throws it at the back of his head and Ambulon instinctively triggers uh, transformation and he's just a leg there. <laughs> There's just a leg uh, standing in the Swerve bar. Swerve makes a leg pun. Which, yeah, he so he calls him a living legend, which he's like, well, I guess that looked better on paper. It doesn't work so well. It doesn't pronounce the same it. way. Because, <laughs> of course, it looks like leg end. Right. Um, but and I do love that they bring back the fact that they've brought up in the comic that if you hit a bot at a certain part of their head, it <laughs> right. triggers their transformation sequence. Because that's what they were going to do to run. They were like, well, just beat him over the head. He should transform. <laughs> Um, and we see bots in here watching as well. Yeah, it's Velocity and then, like, one of the drones, like, one of the... Yeah, the medical drones. Yeah, which is um, so... When you know what's happening, when you know why these right. people are looking, it's heartbreaking that that um, little drone is there. Um, and now we go we to see... another time. Right. And... Uh, the bar is clearly closed or empty or uh, it's dark. and. Yes. Rewind is here talking to people in a communicator, um, and he's he's bringing everyone. He's bringing well, he's... atomizer, Zeron, slapdash, dick sticks, dipstick, sprocket, <laughs> and red alert. Uh, because so, yeah. here's Rung in the wheelchair still. Right. So we can see, yeah, he's talking to Chrome Dome and he's listing off the people he's going to round up. So, because we know when we got to Shadow, <laughs> Shadow Play, he had right. tried a few groups of people to jog Rung's memory. And so we can see this was clearly an attempt before he got to right. a more focused Team Rodimus group who ended up. Skids, who naturally right? were not doing anything better. No, absolutely not. So we can see, yeah, this was one of his earlier attempts. And then it is so sweet because then, of course, he looks at Rung after he hangs up, which is so cute because he says, yep, yeah, bye bye. Love you, too. Because, of course, he's talking to Chrome Dome. So, of course. Um, <laughs> 
And then he kind of puts his hands on Rung's arms and he's he's gonna get him get him talking again. He's gonna make him better. And then they're gonna talk about Dominus Ambus. And you're like, Oh, rewind. You do uh, have a goal in mind, don't you, my dear? He's 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 got a one track mind. <laughs> um and we see Chrome Dome in that sort of ghostly pink reaching over, wanting uh-huh. to touch rewind here. And then there's a rung with him, and we see rung also sitting in the chair behind this ghostly pink rung, saying, uh, Chrome Dome says, I'm sorry, Rewind, I'm sorry things didn't work out. Rung is saying we have to go. Yeah, uh, which, oof. heartbreakingly, I'm sorry things didn't work out, is what Rewind said to Chrome Dome right before, right yes. after he closed himself in with Overlord. On... Oh boy. Yeah, pretty heavy, pretty devastating. Uh, yeah. Be happy. And then, and then he we... doesn't get happy. Yeah, it's not getting any better. Nope. Uh, we see the bar being used as an impromptu sort of med bay with a lot of shit beaten bots leaking energon yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, and we know Perceptor's, very quickly. Yes, yeah. Perceptor's running in, screaming for a medic. Um, and it's Tripodeca, like you said. Yeah. And uh, and we have uh, Hoist is here. He's saying you all have to do with an engineer, which I do want to point out very quickly. The huge Rodimus star on Hoist's <laughs> chest, which is kind of a joke with him and Trail Cutter and that whole thing. Trail Cutter just Pretty wanted good. a damn Rodimus star. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, we have Perceptor rushing in with Tripodeca, and he's saying he was using him to take aim, and Overlord grabbed him and obviously like thrashed him. So right. we know this is during the fight with Overlord. This is when Overlord right. got out. And that's why there are bots everywhere. And they even say, like, you can't get to the meta bay because there are so many corpses in the way of the doors. Um, and it is sweet because Hoist is kind of like, Perceptor, you're going to stop him, right? Like, we're going to put an end to this, yeah? And the Perceptor is a badass. And he says, I'll <laughs> see what I can. And then he gets grabbed, which is right. horrifying. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. And, of course, and- yes. Perceptor's watching this scene himself. Yes, we have like ghostly pink Perceptor and he's looking at Tripodeca, who we know doesn't make it. He's been fatally wounded here. He hasn't died quite yet, but um, he's the last um, person that Rod is talking about when they do have kind of the group funeral after the battle with Overlord. Uh, so it's very sad. And then uh, the the bar just keeps getting worse. It we see it worse. completely torn up here and swerve. Like, every, tables are ripped apart. The bar itself well, is in disarray. And um, I do want to point out, because swerve, they reinforced it with guns. So you see that this is the aftermath of it. You can see. Right, yeah. Like, the... <laughs> Just turrets coming out of, like, from the bar, from behind the bar, and the huge just... Above the bar, yeah. Yeah, barrels coming out of the wall, and and we can see the bits of legislators everywhere. So we know this is... Right, this is during the The Tyrest, or yeah, after Luna 1 and all of that. Uh, And then, like, the first... Oh, boy. Swerve is just looking over all the destruction, holding his sign that says, no guns, no sword, no briefcases, that's crumpled now. And all of these bots just fill in and say, if we help you clean up, will you reopen? <laughs> it's bar bunch. We love these guys. Um, yeah, it's it's it really is. And you're just like, oh, my God, you guys are so sweet. That's adorable. Um, it's Hound saying it. And we can see, yeah, um, of course, old. I, like, yeah, Blaster's here. Um, Fort Max is here. Sonny and Bob are here. I 
here's something else I realized as I was rereading this, and I think the first time I was reading it, I was so like, oh my goodness, everybody, um, that you just kind of were going through. But look at the way Jackpot is looking at Sunstreaker, and I'm like, Jackpot, cool it, because we've seen him <laughs> leaning all over other bots too. So I'm like, new OTP, Jackpot, and just everybody on the Lost Light, I guess. Like, he, guess yeah, who was also down syndrome. with like, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, he gets it. Those two should have met, clearly. Um, clearly, the Lost Light is like the Olympic Village in terms of people just <laughs> full-bore fuckfest 100% of the time. Leave it to Greg to put it so poetically. Thank you, yes. That's um, that's going in the episode description. Oh, God. Um, and Swerve is, is sweeping out, and he says, If anyone finds a legislator, let me know. And we see someone finding 10 and 10 is watching. And oh, we yeah. we know at this point that these these sort of apparitions that we've been seeing are at least, if not present day, very recent because 10 has all of his markings on him. Yes. So Jackpot is finding, yeah, the, the legislator that is 10. And yes, the ghost of 10 is still covered with grotesques. Um, paisley designs yeah like 12 year old girl style just doodles (laughs) all over him and that's not like a knock at 12 year old girls obviously i was one once Um, but yeah like i drew all over everything so that's where i'm like right grotesque gets it it was fun that's why he did it uh and then we have uh a bunch of the new bots being introduced And the banner, there's a new banner, because of course they fixed up the bar. And we can't see the first word on this banner, but we can see the second word is off, and the last word is Megatron. So you can guess it says, it's a fuck off Megatron party. Um, and yeah, new bots coming on board, so we know this is post Dark Cybertron. Megatron right. is clearly captain now, because they don't want him here. That is thus the banner. Right. Um, and yeah, Crosscut we... is kind of bringing everybody through. And like, right, and we bar. see Nautica, we see uh, uh, Nightbeat. Yeah, she's uh, she's with Mirage too, Mirage and um, right. Riptide. <laughs> Mirage is insulting it, Mirage calls it a dump, which we know shortly after this, <laughs> yes, Mirage opens, opens his, his own, own bar. Yeah. Uh, there's Ten with arrows still sticking out of him. Oh my goodness, Ten. Um, which, there is one thing about this panel, and please, if anyone listening can correct my misunderstanding on this, next to Ten, we see Sandstorm, who we most recently saw in Starscream's Secret Prison. So, I'm hmm. confused how he's here at the relaunch of Swerves, and yet he's interesting later seen in Starscream's Secret Prison. So, if I'm missing something, if I'm forgetting to put some things together, somebody please let me know, because I was confused confused because of course as i'm rereading this for the show i'm like really focusing on who's here you know in case we have you know just really looking at all the little details um and i was like what sandstorm you're not supposed (laughs) to be here who let you out uh (laughs) and and swerve is hanging up pictures when we remember him taking that picture of (laughs) uh optimus and magnus drinking in his bar (laughs) he's proudly hanging it now uh, and, and he's also uh, discussing community, yes, uh, the paintball so episode, the two-parter. Oh my god, which is a great set of episodes. Uh, and there's even some self-referential humor in that this bot is saying, yeah, season two is where most series hit their stride, but not every series, because this yeah. is generally regarded as season two of More Than Meets the Eye, correct? Yes. So yes, yeah, so this is Blue Streak, the entertainment's officer. Right. And um and yes, so there you go. It's a little bit of a wink. Like, yeah, season two is always the best. I mean, sometimes. Sometimes it gets better. <laughs> um, and we see Getaway here 
talking about the the coup he's asking those questions that we know he asked earlier in the issue um atomizer and mainframe are kind of crowding in on or pardon me atomizer and getaway are crowding in on mainframe and we can see under the table atomizer's atomizer's got got the nudge gun yeah, it's got a little little gun. Like uh, that. Perceptor's having a conversation with someone, talking about Quark, and yeah. Brainstorm looks over. We know that Brainstorm went through all of Elegant Chaos just to see Quark again, uh, which is will never not be heartbreaking. Um, yes. yes, Perceptor's talking to Highbrow, I believe. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah a bunch of a bunch highbrow. of nerds up there at the bar. I like them. <laughs> bunch of cute um, smarty pants. And and Crosscut is saying like, "Yep, this bar is where everything happens. Just come here." Uh, <laughs> Riptide is see, taking photos. Right. There's right. Everybody behind like Nautica's holding her wrench. Just it's very cute. It almost looks like like when a kid holds their stuffed animal, just kind of like hold it up against your chest. Just just know it's here. Um, that looks like the way she's grasping it. But Riptide's taking a picture. Whoever's behind him. Is taking a picture. Right. Because um, we can see Crosscut is saying like, you know, yeah, we have a bridge, we have the oil reservoir, we have the rec deck, but this swerves is where everybody goes to hang out. Like, if you're looking for somebody, they're going to show up here eventually. And some people never leave. And now we see that they were taking pictures of Trailcutter, who has <laughs> Magna clamped himself, Magna wheeled himself to the ceiling, drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Making everybody uh, laugh. He's a good guy, and we miss him. And oh. Crosscut says, people come here when they feel happy. People come here when they feel sad. But most people come here when they feel both. Uh, <laughs> and we see who is watching this scene, and it's everybody. Yeah, it's this whole group of pink ghost robots. And um, and it's, some of it is Team Rodimus, and then there are other bots that aren't Team Rodimus. So it is right. a... Uh, just a collection of bots and i do love that we can just little things again i like chrome dome has his hand on ring because they're super cute and they never let us forget how cute they are <laughs> they're very very cute um and, <laughs> and then uh, we can, yeah there's a voice right. over that's saying i'm gonna bring you back now and then that same group is no longer pink ghosts right we're back we're here and this must be either during or shortly after the christmas special yes because yes. there's lights hanging up. There's still lights hanging up, exactly. Um, <laughs> and after Perceptor brings everybody back, it was Perceptor, by the way, who said, "Right, I'm yes, bring you back now. Yeah. And um, Minimus then, is right next to him there. Yeah. And then Minimus is asking, like, "Is this safe?" And Perceptor's like, "Yes, but also, <laughs> why did you ask after we've done this all day?" <laughs> We've been doing this all day. Right. <laughs> right like um, if this was not safe, man, whew, yikes, we would all be in trouble. But then uh, he does he reference there. the Christmas special. Yes. And he says, I was fumigating my armor. It still smelled like scraplets. And we remember the scraplets took over the Magnus armor. <laughs> the scrap baby got in that armor <laughs> and was running around the ship in it. Um, and so, but then, yeah, Minimus is... <laughs> I love that he says, Rodimus, how does this work? Rodimus explained it as Brainstorm's briefcase opening a magic window. Which is, this is not the first time we've seen Perceptor react in this exact same way after hearing some (laughs) dumb shit that Rodimus just says. Perceptor, of course, is like, oh my god. Okay, yeah. Anytime Rodimus doesn't understand something, uh, yeah, he just, he makes up words and a scientist dies of embarrassment. But so, Perceptor's explaining that Brainstorm's briefcases... They right. opened a bunch of time, space-time fissures, is what he says. So, like, they're kind of 
I don't know, like flashes of other times. Right. It, it seems to be that they can get like these sort of brief. Oh, yeah. God, I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to go homestuck here. Uh, oh, dream boy. bubble type experiences for all of my people who still have the homestuck virus inside them. It will never <laughs> go away. Um, and so, uh, yes, he's he's saying that uh, only sort of in the bar are we really able to do it because that's the one large enough to allow a look back. Right. Um, so they can see back to other times, but they can't interact. They can't actually go back. They can just observe. Right. And Minimus is saying, like, well, I'm amazed nobody screwed anything up. And uh, Perceptor <laughs> saying, any like, reports of hijinks, horseplay, or tomfoolery. <laughs> and he says, you know, like, of course, everyone just wants to go back to see the people we've lost. And Megatron um, says, you pay silent tribute to the dead. Um, which also. And- Please look at him handing a drink to his boyfriend husband. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, honey, I know how just you, just how you like it." I got you a weak uh, Energon spritzer. <laughs> That's what Magnus likes. <laughs> that is true. Um, and he says, "Rod is saying if you want to look through, uh, you got to hurry because it's shrinking, and once it's gone, that's it." But Perceptor says, "Well, actually, some of them are expanding." Uh, yeah, they like and contract and it, expand. Yes, and the portal might reopen in the future. And Rod says, "Like, well, what, what, what in the future would be happening that someone would be looking back on this moment?" Uh, and Perceptor says, "Well, that depends on things." And Rod says, "Well, don't tell me. I want to be surprised." And we see Getaway looking at all of them. Yep, we see Pink Ghost Getaway, which means he is observing this moment. So we are still in our current time that he is looking back at the events of the holiday special when everybody was happy and not. You know, sent off to their murder. And that's Ooh, where. Hey. Yep. <laughs> that's 50, is... everybody. That's 50. Uh, issue one of The Dying of the Light. So, you know, get ready for the rest of the great times we're going to have with that title. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, we made it. That's... <laughs> We've achieved something we can see <laughs> on the next page. We finished the episode. I don't know that we made it. Uh, <laughs> we. We we went through some, We're just, some hard we times. We made it to like the starting gate of what's about to happen for the rest. Yes, of, uh, that is a, that's but, a good way to put it. Yeah, I do. We say this every time, and of course, it just keeps getting more and more true. We're catching up. Uh, this came out. Uh, it was supposed to be February. It came out in March. Um, wow. I believe it was, but it was yeah. Um, I think very early March this came out. So um, yeah, we are. And the latest more than we see that came out was fifty six. So there you go. Can you Dang. believe that? We're only six issues away. We're doing good. Uh, that's nuts. Yeah, but I'm excited. <laughs> I man, what a great issue. Fifty was one that like even when it was coming out, there was so much hype right. for it. Like people I mean, were, I I remember all of the lead yeah. and all of the right because you were in about this. potential spoilers and stuff. Yes, and, because yeah. there was some there was some. Uh, a couple mix-ups and some things that happened not ideally for the release of 50. Um, but you know what? It ended up being all okay. I, at least I didn't really hear of anything too catastrophic happening. I know I certainly didn't get spoiled at all for it. I think... Neither did I. I. Think, <laughs> yeah, good. I'm very glad. I'm actually am very, very glad about that. Because I never know. There are... You know, if you're reading these issues later, there's always a chance that... I think, though, if you're not actively seeking, you should be okay. Um, but some people want to actively seek, and then they, like, get upset that they got spoiled for things. I'm like, you guys, that's because <laughs> you went looking. I have other friends who go and look, and then I'm always 
a little disappointed because I uh, want them to be surprised. If they want to be surprised, but oh well. But yeah, no, 50, obviously momentous. That's a lot of... That's, that's a, a lot a of comic. Time. It's a lot of comic. It's a lot um, of threads coming together. Yes. And uh, yeah, so we have uh, more that are starting and yeah, we're in for for an interesting road here over these next couple issues. So I'm excited I want it. to I'm excited thank, to discuss them. Yes, me as well. Yes. I want to thank our Lost Light crew members. Yes. We have Kyle Schaefer, Biddy Bot Jazz, Samuel Jacques, and Elizabeth Jackalope. Thank you guys for chipping in and being a part of the team. Thank you, um, yes. If you'd like to hop on the ship, go to patreon.com slash soundweb. We would, we would love to have you. That's very cool of you. Uh, yeah. So uh, I wonder if we had a window back. I wonder what moments in the show the Transformonauts would go back to. Uh, I feel like I should edit things in here, but I'm not going <laughs> to spend the time in here.